the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lap today. Business 1440 KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The House's chief law enforcement officer says he's tightening security for traveling lawmakers. The move comes as Congress reassesses safety at a time when threats against members were surging even before the recent Capitol riot. Timothy Blodgett is the acting House Sergeant-at-Arms and says Capitol Police will now be stationed at Washington-area airports and the city's Union Station train depot on busy travel days. House Speaker Pelosi and Senate uh, Majority Leader Charles Schumer have announced that Brian Sicknick, a Capitol Police officer who was killed during the riots, will be allowed to lie in honor. Pelosi and Schumer said in a joint statement, the U.S. Congress is united in grief, gratitude, and solemn appreciation for the service and sacrifice of Officer Brian Sicknick. On behalf of the House of Representatives and the Senate, it is our great privilege to pay tribute to Officer Sicknick with this lying in honor ceremony. That's Bernie Bennett. This is SRN News. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality, visit AmericanPressure.com. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440, hour two. Hour two of the King Banyan Show today. And the reason I've been laughing about the intro, including AOC. 
This is a tweet reprinted in the Wall Street Journal. Gotta admit, it's really something to see Wall Streeters with a long history of treating our economy as a casino complain about a message board of posters also treating the market as a casino. Tax the rich. So what she's saying is, what she's saying is, she's in favor of protecting the, the Redditors. Which I find kind of interesting. Okay? But the tax the rich piece at the end is just is just delightful. Because why do you think those kids were in doing that? We're assuming they're young people. The story this morning of one of the uh one of the main contributors to this Reddit this Reddit subreddit group called Wall Street Bets. You'll see it on Twitter just as WSB. Uh, the She's anyway. I here's here's a couple of things. This is what's on my mind about this, and I want to talk them through with you with some detail because I talked to Wyatt before the show, and he's like, "Yeah, I got some friends who do this and or, or, or participate. They use Robinhood or they use some other app like that." And there's uh, there's all kinds of things going on in in this that um, that we kind of need to to get at and there's been a variety of pieces i can only i'm only going to play one of these opinion pieces there's only one that i liked okay and i do not know why this guy makes me nuts but he is he is not on my on my nice list okay if i was distributing christmas presents we played him once before his name is chamath palapatia he is he runs a social capital firm he get, he calls in to CNBC, tells them, and I, we're not going to play this piece, but he tells them basically he traded GameStop, made half a million dollars, and he's taking the half million gain plus what he put in initially, which I don't, which he may have said was like about one hundred thirty-five thousand or something like that. So he took a position, he made a bunch of money, and he's he's giving it to charity. Okay, so he's so he's accomplished what he needs to do, right? Which is to say, I'm a really Chamath is a really good guy. He's helping the poor by being a capitalist, right? He comes on and says that, and I'm not going to even play that because, frankly, it's 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 uh, amazingly self-serving. Um, but then he goes on because he now wants to get on and and basically pontificate like AOC. And just I may not be able to play the whole thing because I may start screaming, but just go ahead and play it. Why? I think that what you're seeing is um, essentially a pushback against the establishment in a really important way. You have a lot of people, and I would encourage anybody who is dismissive of this thing to go into Wall Street Bets and actually just read the forums. And I think that you're going to see three kinds of posts. The first kind of content are a lot of people doing some incredible fundamental diligence on companies, trying to think about long-term value. And in my opinion, many of them are doing as good and, frankly, a better job than a lot of hedge fund analysts that I work with. That's number one. The second are a lot of people who believe that, you know, coming out of 2008, what happened was Wall Street took an enormous amount of risk and they left retail as the bag holder. And a lot of these kids were in grade school and high school when that happened. They lost their homes. Their parents lost their jobs. And they've always wondered, like, why did those folks get bailed out for taking enormous amounts of risk and nobody helped and showed up to help my family? And then the third thing is a realization that instead of having idea dinners or, you know, quiet, whispered conversations amongst hedge funds in the Hamptons, these kids have the courage to do it transparently in a forum. And I'm not saying all of it is perfect by any means, but I think it takes um, an enormous amount of faith in the system to be that transparent, to talk about things, and then for each individual to make their own mind up and to do things, whether it's to buy and to sell. 
Am I still there? Okay. Yeah, you're on. Maybe it cut a. Okay, you're on it. Cut, it for it. some reason, it just cut the clip at the end. I guess. Okay. All right. No problem. Um, I think that's. I think that's remarkable. That someone waits twelve years and decides to focus on this group of stocks because they want to make a statement about the establishment. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, here's what I think, because it was expressed by uh, uh, Aswath uh, Damadaran. He's a Columbia, Univers- Columbia University finance prof, and said, let's just take this apart. Let's take the GameStop trade apart and say, okay, let's look at the fundamentals. Let's look at uh, Let's look at where where you could have made the decision to do to do what you did. Let's treat you. Let's treat these buyers as actually having a real purpose to what they're doing. What could their purpose be? Purpose one. It's been true for many years. Now I, I'm old enough. I'm I'm Oswald's age. I'm old enough to remember when then there used to be these bulletin boards, on. Uh, together and gossiped about everything like i i first got into playing fantasy baseball through a group like that online and i still have really good friends that i made through fantasy baseball online who i have never met in person okay i get the way a community can develop like this subredditor community so let's suppose they were sitting around and they actually got together and, and talked themselves into something like this. What could they have talked themselves into? And you can read all those other stories. One of them could have been GameStop is a good investment. I can tell you as a guy that used to be on Usenet news groups, we used to see threads going on all kinds of bulletin boards on the Internet where people were discussing, is this a good investment, is that a good investment? Oswath does a, does a post and, he's, and, and looks at this information and says, you know what? If you bought GameStop at, at $20, dollars $40, $50 a share, there's a case you can make that it's a good play. You could just say, you know what? We've evaluated the stock and it's wrong. And what the short sellers, and I'm assuming all of you have read the story enough, maybe I'll do a Maybe we'll do a full table reset after the break. There are a group of short sellers who are betting the stock's going to go down. But for every short seller, there's a buyer. And these buyers may very well be these young people in this subreddit who've been sharing information about GameStop with or an AMC and other places with each other and told themselves, you know what? I actually think they're wrong. I think this stock's really undervalued. Well, isn't that true with any trade? Wyatt and I were talking. There's a big report in baseball. One very, and I'm not going. We're not going to do details. We're not going to talk baseball trades. But we we talked about we were talking about a trade that happened between two teams in baseball. In any trade, both sides think they got more than they gave up. This trade involves a player that has a very hefty contract. And the team is not probably going to play, is not going to be a championship team this year that has him. So they trade him to a team that they think, that thinks it can go for the championship. That's what, that's what economic activity does. It transfers goods and resources and assets from those who value them less to those who value them more. So one thing that could have happened in Wall Street bets is they looked at GameStop and said, oh, I think that's really undervalued. I'm going to step in. Now, if you're, if you're a normal finance person like Professor Damadaran or, or an economic professor like me, there's a price at which you go, yep, that's a good investment. And then there's a price at which you go, that's too much. I can't pay that. But the same would be true for a trade of a baseball player. The same would be true if I was buying a baseball card on eBay. Hold on to that because there's more to this. There's more to that example. When I buy a card on eBay for a baseball, a baseball card on eBay, 
I think its price is going up. What does the person selling it think? They probably either think it's not going to go up or it's going to go up, but I can't wait to get my money out. I'd rather take the money now. And whatever it is I'm going to do with that money is worth more to me than the price appreciation that the buyer is going to get. In any trade between two individuals, each believes they're getting something in the trade more to them than the thing they give up to them. And because values are subjective, that's pretty normal. That's just normal human activity transactions. Adam Smith's famous statement about about the human natural instinct to truck, barter, and exchange, to trade one thing for another. What's forgotten all of this, and I think even even Chamath is forgetting some of this, is that there's always two sides on every trade. Okay. And some of this, I think, was they were going to do this to get because they believed that it, it, that they're going to be able to sell the stock to somebody else at a higher price later. Now, it's referred to sometimes uh, in the vernacular as the greater fool theory. I'm going to overpay for, for a stock or for a house or for a baseball card because I believe someone else is going to even more overpay for it in a month or a year from now, that there's going to be a story that makes it grow. People have done that all the time. There's nothing new in that. Why are we having a cow about this one? Well, we'll talk about that. Because there's the way the story's being told is hiding a lot of what's what's actually happening behind the scenes here. And we're gonna we're gonna peel the onion for you over the next the rest of this hour of the King Banyan show here on Business fourteen forty. voiceover zany sound effect we were going to write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to business 1440 at radio.com we're here with another satisfied jtr roofing customer what did your home need we needed an exteriors update we needed roofing siding um, entry doors and our storm doors replaced Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. 
Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9, live on Business 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, updates on the jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So let's do a set, a, a, a full set of the story. You almost have to have been living under a rock not to have heard the basics of this. But let's just be, let's just let's just run this through. Reddit is a social media site that operates somewhat like. I mean, I have an account on there. Um, I have I have I have dipped my toe into the Wall Street Bet subreddit, which just means. There are boards where they discuss certain things. I'm part of a sub. I'm on a subreddit that studies uh, economics. I'm on one that's that's about the city of Saint Cloud. I'm on one that that studies the country of Armenia, since that's my parent, my my father's heritage. Um, I'm you know I follow some subreddits. Then there's this subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Subreddits typically have regular contributors. They're, they they form somewhat of a community. This community was was dedicated to the idea we're going to find stocks that are undervalued and we're going to talk about them. And there are people that participate in that. So they they latch on to the fact that there are people out there called short sellers. Now, short sellers are a, a phenomenon in the market that people tend to think are bad because it's like you shouldn't be betting on stocks going down. If you listen to me in the previous segment, every transaction includes someone who thinks that the value of the stock is going down. Right? Every transaction has somebody who thinks the value of what they're getting is more than the person who gave it up thinks on either side of the transaction. So when I sell you shares of stock or I sell you my house or I sell you my Bob Gibson my Bob Gibson rookie card that I've had in my collection since I was a youth. I I actually this is this is actually wrong. I don't have a Bob Gibson card. I have I have cards from the 60s. I I have a Bob Gibson card, but it turns out it wasn't his rookie card. I thought it was for a while. Um, it, if I sell you that card, I th- one of two things has happened. I value the mo- one thing that's certainly true. I value the money you're giving me more than the card I'm giving up. I value the money you're giving me more than the stock I'm sending to you. Okay, so. That's the basics of any transaction. These folks on on Wall Street Bets find out that there are a group of companies out there called hedge funds. Now, what do hedge funds do? Hedge funds provide, particularly for people that have a lot of income or a lot of wealth, the ability to buy bets that will pay off if the stock market goes down to reduce their exposure to risk. I don't know maybe why it's seen this story. You can chime in if you have. But there was a story, it was on ESPN, about a guy that, that figured out a year ago at the, end of, at the end of the previous season, he says, I'm really sure that Tom Brady's not going to play for the Patriots next year. And giving everything I'm reading, the most likely place he's going to go is to Tampa Bay he decides to go out and find find bets that he can place on who's going to win the next Super Bowl, the one that's going to be played a week from tomorrow. And at the time, this is before Tom Brady ever ever got in, he, he, could, find a, he could find a way to bet on them at 65 to 1. He put $8,000 on, on Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl at 65 to 1 odds. You can do the math. That's about... He's going to get more than a quarter million dollars if, if, the, if the Buccaneers win next weekend. Now, 
a hedge fund manager, a hedge is simply looking at that bet and saying, how can I guarantee not to get all 280000 but how could I guarantee that I'm going to get some significant return to my $8,000? Well, that person could go to... That person can go to Las Vegas right now or to Atlantic City and buy a bet on the other team, the Kansas City Chiefs, to offset the bet he's made on, on, the, on, the, on the Buccaneers. And by my math, he can lock in a, a six-figure return right now. He, does, he doesn't have to watch the Super Bowl. His cash is in hand. Either his $8,000 bet's going to pay off or the bet he makes on Kansas City is going to pay off, and it's going to pay him a lot more. Than the then eight thousand plus whatever he puts into the Kansas City bet, he probably needs about in my my calculation he needs about a hundred and he needs about one hundred sixty thousand dollars or one hundred seventy thousand dollars to make this work. Um, so so he could do that. He's not doing the, the, he's not doing that. He's not hedging the bet. But there are people out there that do hedge. So that's a hedge, and that's what hedge funds do. They are being paid fees by people that want to reduce the risk of their, of the exposure of their portfolio to swings in the stock market. And these hedge funds have figured out that or have made a have made a strategy that because of the pandemic places like AMC or Bed Bath and Beyond or GameStop are are probably at death's door and they're about to they're about to become bankrupt. And so when you short a stock, you're borrowing the shares from somebody else and immediately selling them to get the price it is right now, hoping that you can repay those shares and buy, by buying them back in the market when the price is lower. Or, best of all, the company goes bankrupt and you never have to pay the, pay the loan back. You just get to pocket the cash. Right? Well, the people that lent to the, to the hedge fund are in essence saying, are in essence saying, you can pay me for this. You know, they charge a fee, a margin requirement, a margin fee for the for the ability to short stocks. Now, hedge funds do so much business, they probably get a really good prize. But that's what they're that's what they're doing. So you could be deciding you want to go against these hedge funds. And Wall Street Bets may have decided that. Wall Street Bets may have decided, if we start talking about this, if we, if we gin up interest in this, we can run the stock price up, and it will really hurt those hedge funds, but we can also get rich by selling out at the top. Well, this happens all the time. And there are people out there who say, well, they don't know anything about the stock. They can't possibly know what GameStop's going to do. They're ignorant, young retail investors. They're dumb money. They're dumb money. And they're going to lose their shirts. You know what? Some of them will. That's the risk they took when they decided to play this game. And you know what? There are going to be some other people who are going to make, are going to make bank, and they're going to pay off their loans. There's a piece in this morning's Wall Street Journal about, hey, they're doing this to pay off their debt. Now they got to figure out when to sell, right? Well, it's musical chairs, okay? And it's the battle, of, it's the, it's the battle between greed and fear. <laughs> and every investor is dealing with that battle between greed and fear. And if you're, in the, if you're in this trade right now, they are both weighing heavily on you. And it's been this way forever. It's been this way forever. It's the... It, what makes this story interesting to some people is the fact the picture of the young man, the 34-year-old kid in the basement of the house he's rented, who's wearing a headband, has hair that's kind of all over the place, and he looks like he's in a, it's just, it's a basement. Um, but at any rate, this is the, this is in fact where, where that is. But instead, guys like Chamath are saying, well, they did it to teach them a lesson. They did it to, to show those show those fat cats what for. AOC with that. Um, do you know how many hedge funds there are out there? There's a demand for hedge funds. Why? Because people want to lay off risk. 
people want to change their their holding of risk you're 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 making you're trying to send a message to hedge funds i i hear this it doesn't make any sense at all the only other reason that aswath damadaran the columbia university professor comes up with is is um you're trying to basically really help amc and gamestop well if that was true can you tell me how what's going on right now is helping them? Well, one has. Uh, uh, Frank, one of our listeners, has, uh, has tweeted that, uh, that AMC has had some options. They've been able to use some of their, some of their newfound stock equity, the equity value, to convert, convert uh, debt into equity and, and reduce their debt load and their debt service load. Awesome possum. Good for them. That might be. But that doesn't make mean that AMC's business model is any better. That's not going to put another. That's not going to put another butt in the seat in the theater. It's not going to get another kid to show up and say, "Well, yeah, I know I could get a download on Steam, but instead I'm going to go to GameStop to get the game I want to play this weekend." That's not no. That's not going to happen. Okay, it's not clear what it is they're accomplishing. But this has happened forever there are lots of reasons they could do it this i don't think it's those two things i think it's very simply this they want to be buyers because they think they can make money and the sellers want to be sellers because they think they can make money and here's my basic question why are we getting in the way of that what is the purpose of this i'm going to play you a bunch of clips after the break i want you to listen to the owners of robin hood and Weeble to understand some of the some of the backstory we've heard when we talk about why haven't they allowed trading? Because frankly, the other big piece of this, the other story to hear about is liquidity. Liquidity is important, and we should thank we should thank Wall Street Bets for providing some liquidity into this market. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 8399. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance, 
in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Now, back to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. I just tweeted uh, the, the uh, Professor DeModeran piece uh, to you just now titled The Storming of the Bastille. Because this was felt like the Redditors versus the hedge funds. Um, and in the middle of this are the platforms. Now, go back to my story here King Banyan Show, Business 1440, 651-289-4477 if you want to call. 651-289-4477. Go back to my story about selling. Let's say I wanted to sell my sell a Bob Gibson rookie card. Or at least I think it's a rookie card. And so I put it up. Bob Gibson rookie card for sale um, on eBay, and and the auction gets going. People want to know, is it, really a, is it really a card? Is it really the rookie card? What condition is it in? What does it look like? Okay, can I see the card? I take a picture of it. I put it up. And at the end, let's suppose it sells for, I don't know what the right prices should be. Let's say, let's, let's say it goes for $10,000. Let's, let's, let's suppose. We, okay, and it goes to somebody in California. And I'm in Minnesota. What happens next? Well, there actually has to be a trade between them. There has to be someone that allows for some someone to do it. eBay can offer you a service. Indeed, eBay offers services to help build trust. We have a plat they have a platform that's referred to as eTrust. Which basically is to allow both parties to have confidence that the that the transaction they've agreed to will be completed in the way they've agreed to it. This is often this is known in in the business world is counterparty risk. And so that is the that is the way we deal with it. Now, suppose instead of a uh, suppose instead of us working with eBay, I have it I don't have it posted on eBay, but I've told a broker in Chicago that I've got a Bob Gibson card for sale that I believe to be the rookie card. Um, that broker puts out a signal to all the other people uh, who are looking to buy baseball cards. Um, hey, I think I've got a Bob Gibson rookie card for sale. Somebody out in San Francisco says, yeah, I got somebody down in L.A. that'd like to buy it. Um, let's, let's, let's transact. We've now moved the risk, so we so both of those brokers now say they're going to make a deal. They now are carrying the risk. The Chicago broker has to send the card to the to the to the San Francisco broker. The, the San Francisco broker has to send the ten thousand dollars to the Chicago broker. Each of them takes a little fee on the transaction and sends sends the money to me and the card down to L.A. Let's suppose the guy in L.A. gets the card and looks at it and says, you know what, that isn't really the rookie card. That's actually the, the card that was issued halfway through the year when, rather than, in the, than, than being the real rookie card where he would have had his picture with two, three other rookies because that's how Topps made those cards back in 1963. Um, now you've got to cancel the transaction. It helps to have those brokers out there. But those brokers aren't going to deal with each other individually because there's thousands upon thousands of those brokers out there. So what they do is they use somebody in the middle. 
a clearinghouse. And that, in fact, is what eBay was trying to do with the E-Trust program, was it wanted to act like a clearinghouse to take the money from the buyer, hold it in escrow, until the money goes over to, until the, the good is shipped, and the buyer looks at the good and says, yep, I got what I wanted, and then the money's released out of escrow and goes, goes to the seller. I want you to listen to some of what you're, he- you're going to hear in a moment and think about that little example. This is Vlad Tenev. He was on CNBC with uh, Andrew Sorkin um, uh, on Thursday, and I think he was on Thursday night uh, to do this. And I'm going to play a few cuts for you. I don't think we're going to get through all the cuts I have, but I, we're going to get through some of these. I want you to listen to see whether or not whether or not this sounds familiar to you. Go ahead and play the first cut of uh, Tenev, please. It, it, so I labeled them uh, the restricting trading cuts king and then the ones where he's responding to the claims from Barstool Sports. Which one do you want? I want the first ones, the, uh, the first one. So play, 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 the, play the, uh, the restricting trading. We made the decision uh, in the morning to limit the buying of about 13 securities on our platform. So to be clear, uh, customers could still sell uh, those securities if they had positions in them. And they could also trade in the thousands of other securities on our platform. So uh, it was a difficult decision. Um, and, uh, and and that's what we had to do as part of normal operations. And so they restricted. And, and, and there were claims out there that they were restricting selling. I saw a tweet that showed that someone had had their had their stock sold without without their permission, which is which, if true, is very illegal. The SEC will come down super hard on them. Uh, but what I do know is um, they restricted. What we know is they restricted trading and would not let you buy one of those thirteen stocks that had been discussed on Wall Street bets. He tells you why in the next cut. Oh, first of all, I want to address some of the misinformation that's been out there because there's a lot of it. Um, We absolutely did not do this at the direction of any market maker or hedge fund uh, or anyone we route to or other market participants. Uh, The reason we did it was because uh, Robinhood is a brokerage firm. Uh, We have lots of financial requirements, including SEC net capital requirements and clearinghouse deposits. So that's money that we have to deposit at various clearinghouses. So some of these requirements uh, fluctuate quite a bit based on volatility in the markets, and they can be substantial in the current environment where there's a lot of volatility and a lot of concentrated activity in, uh, in these names that have been going viral on social media. So we're really in unprecedented times. And in order to protect the firm and protect our customers, um, we had to limit buying in these in these stocks. And to be absolutely clear, again, it wasn't. Go ahead. All right. So and we'll, we'll we'll pick it up from there. But 24 billion shares change hands in the equity markets on Wednesday, which is an absolute record. A lot of those shares change hands off these platforms. Now you heard him refer to a clearinghouse and a net capital and net capital requirements. These are the assurances that the clearinghouses are having, and those clearinghouses act just like my baseball card story. They act to be sure that the person selling the stock from from uh, selling a stock, maybe the hedge fund investor, is actually going to send the, is actually going to get the shares. And the person buying the stock, the individual kid, is actually going to send the money. The, the, the Wall Street Bets person actually is going to send the money. It's a clearinghouse that makes sure that those happen. They take on the counterparty risk on behalf of each party to the transaction. And they get money on that. That's why they do business with places like Robinhood and, and Webull. They do that because... Because they make money on every transaction, and when and so when someone says, "Yeah, you can do a transaction for free with us," they're making okay. I, I'm not going to get into Robinhood's business business model, but the counterparty companies like uh, Rosen, companies like uh, Susquehanna or 
or Wolverine, all of which who could all both of which do business with these retail these retail platforms. They simply were overwhelmed with volume and kept saying, "We need more cash. We need more cash from you in order to be sure that we can clear all these transactions." They couldn't assure it, so they didn't take they didn't take that information. Play the third cut, please. But, but it, it sounds to me, though, that you're suggesting that there was a liquidity problem uh, inside the firm. And, and my question about that then raises all sorts of new questions about whether there's a systemic issue uh, underneath the system and underneath the company unto itself. No, no, there, there was no li- liquidity problem. And to be clear, this was done preemptively. So we did this proactively uh, and thousands of other securities remain tradable on the platform. Customers that held these positions um, we're able to sell them, and we're doing what we can to allow uh, buying and to remove these restrictions in the morning. Um, okay, but stop right also, there. Uh, okay, so three things. First of all, you can never say that you have a liquidity problem. They had a liquidity problem, but the liquidity problem was was putting up enough cash to for a buy to be sure to assure the the clearinghouse that the money from the retail investors would actually show up, right? They needed to have money on hand. They needed cash in advance to make that happen. They didn't have enough cash overnight to do that. So they said, hey, we got to put a halt on that trading just for a little bit so that we could do, so that we could do this, right? Um, we could do this. The same thing happened basically at Webull, okay? So I'm going to have you switch uh, – uh, I have you switch, Wyatt. I want you to play the first cut. This is Anthony Denier. He is the CEO of Weeble Investments. They are a competitor to Robinhood, and he describes also what's ha- what happened in his case. This was on Yahoo Finance uh, yesterday. Well, it, it wasn't our choice. Uh, our clearing firm gave us a call and said, we're going to have to stop allowing new opening positions in the three names, AMC, GME, and KOSS. Uh, highly stop. volatile. They waited. They waited until after Robin Hood had done it. Can you play Denier's second cut, please? I know I'm going a little late, but pass the break. But go ahead. Play the second cut of Denier, please. Yeah, I mean, it was being addressed. Uh, it was being spoken about. But when the stock started getting up to these multi-hundred-dollar levels, I mean, if you look on Monday, GameStop was trading you know, below $100. Um, and now it's trading, you know, in several hundred dollars. So the cost of clearing those things have gone up by 3x overnight. Uh, so this is something in real time that we have to deal with in real time. That was the issue. And he waited. Why did he wait? Play the last cut of Denier, please. It's been a, a, a busy few days, uh, to put it lightly. Um, to give you some context, when, when Robinhood stopped trading of, uh, of some of the Reddit names this morning, there was a huge influx of brand new customers to our, you know, to our, our platform. Uh, our app actually went from, I believe, number eight yesterday to number three in the overall app store. Uh, it was where it peaked. Uh, really cool, really cool times. Uh, I, told, I told all my team this morning, you know, remember this day, stay focused, stay sharp, because in 10 years, you're going to be talking about this and telling, telling the people that are working under you, uh, you know, you were there for this and you were part of it. Do you hear what he just said? Did you hear it? What he said was, between those three cuts, what you heard was, we were told that we had to close by the clearinghouse because we didn't. They were worried about how much cash we had. Tenev, the Robinhood CEO, says we did it preemptively. Denier says we waited a few hours and we got a lot of extra people by taking our platform, uh, downloading Webull. And probably, you know, explicitly saying we want those people that used to be on Robinhood. We want them to come over to us. He was not going to close. He wanted to stay open. But the clearinghouses, the clearinghouses told him he had to shut down. That's what happened. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? 
She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information, go to NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1335. Rack NMLS number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Get that Black Shack attack, Black Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Black Shack attack, oh, Black Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Black Shack attack, Black Shack barbecue. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Welcome back. King Daniel Show, Business 1440, wrapping up an hour about this this craziness with GameStop and Reddit and and shorts and all that. Let, let's break it down into its simple part. Right? Markets need liquidity. The reason there are free platforms like Webull and, and, and Robinhood and the rest is because... That liquidity provides income for people that manage risk, counterparty risk. That is that is dry, that drove a lot of the behavior. If you are someone that listens to me, my guess is you are someone that values values free markets. Why do you value free markets? My thought is you should be valuing free markets because free markets are how we discover what the price of something should be. Short sellers need to have the ability to do what they do because they bring information to the market that lets us discover what the price of an asset should be. Right? They allow they bring people into the marketplace. Now, there's all kinds of speculation that can happen that can be destabilizing. Destabilizing speculation has been a claim made by traders and markets for generations. Okay? The, the quote-unquote robber barons, who I don't believe actually were robbers, um, they certainly were barons, but the railroads used to have see stock speculations, short squeezes like we've seen in this, this situation. It's been around for a long time. Shorting a stock is a the short the ability to short stock is a way in which we can have better price discovery of the value of various assets. 
So moves to eliminate short selling, which are periodic in, in Congress and here in the United States and around the world, in legislatures around the world, are misguided, misguided uh, actions that lead to us not really knowing what the value of an asset is. We want short sellers. At the same time, a group of people on a bulletin board, a subreddit, who are trying to figure out what's the value of a share of stock are also engaged in price discovery. And their ability to do this should be promoted. They should be able to get together and chat. Hey, take a look at this balance sheet. Hey, look at this news report. What do you think of this? Maybe that stock is underpriced. There are all kinds of reasons why people get involved in the stock market. Short sellers can be villains. There are people that short sell stocks and then go out not telling people they've, they're short of stock and then go on to television shows and tell people, tell people how bad a particular company is, not tell them they can profit from that news. There are laws against that, and there should be. The way you send information about whether a company's price is going to go up or go down is in the market. You buy it or you sell it, depending on where you think it's going to go next. And I go back to this very basic point. Every trade has two parties with a different opinion about the value of the good or asset they're buying. And what we saw on this week were buyers and sellers, not villains, not heroes. I don't think the Robin Hood Redditors are heroes. I don't think the short sellers are heroes. I don't even, actually, the unsung hero in this might be the people that take on the counterparty risk who finally said, hey, hold on a second, let's make sure we can actually clear all these trades. That's, in fact, what happened. And it's been badly reported, badly reported, even here. It's been badly reported. Okay, it's not that there's nothing to see here, just move on, but saying what we've seen this week is actually the way in which markets are markets work. It is part of normal behavior, but everyone wants to tell a, a, a fancy story, and so splashing a kid's page in a basement of some house in Massachusetts is somehow news. It's not news. It's just markets. But you can always learn more about them by listening to us here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. We'll talk to you next week. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial because we will this message presented by the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship we're here with another satisfied jtr roofing customer what did your home need we needed an exteriors update we needed roofing siding um, entry doors and our storm doors replaced Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. 
All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. 